sir. Amen. Let's give him praise just a moment longer. He's worthy of my praise today. Come on, has he been a blessing in your life? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you've been good to us. You've blessed us. You've blessed us abundantly, God. We thank you today. We give you praise today. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for his touch upon my life. Amen. I'm thankful for another day to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Why don't you turn to somebody, shake their hand, tell them how happy you are to see them in God's house today. Amen. God is so good to us. He is so good to us. Amen. If you have your Bibles today, a couple places that we can turn to, if you'll help me today. Deuteronomy chapter number 30. And also, we'll be looking at James chapter 1. Deuteronomy 30. And then, immediately following, we'll be looking at James chapter 1. Amen. So good to see you today. My Family and I were gone last weekend. We missed you. We went down to my parents. My dad had a back surgery. And I went down and preached in his great church last Sunday morning and Sunday night. And we just had a good time. My dad's doing well. Thank you for the prayers. He's doing good, feeling his legs again. He's about got his stomp back. He's doing good. He's just going to be just fine. I believe it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity to preach the word of the Lord this morning. Deuteronomy chapter number 30, beginning of verse 15. It says, See, I have set before thee this day life and good, and death and evil, and that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments and his statutes, and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply. And the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. But if thine heart turn away, so that thou wilt not hear, but shalt be drawn away. Everybody say drawn away. And worship other gods and serve them. I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish. And ye shall not prolong your days upon the land. Whither thou passest over Jordan to go possess it, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Turning to James, the first chapter Looking down at verse number 13. It says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away. Say drawn away. Of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, 
and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Amen. I want to preach to you this morning for a few moments on the subject, Drawn Away. Drawn Away. Can you just say that one more time? Say, Drawn Away. Amen. Why don't we just ask God to help us today? Let's ask God to be with us today. Jesus, we love you. Today and more than anything, we are in need of you today, Lord. We need your presence. We need your word to come forth with power. And we need to be changed, God. I pray that each and every heart in this room would be open today to your word, Lord. I pray we would be open to what you have for us, God. Let us be changed by your word today, God. If need be, let us be convicted by the power of your word today, God. We need a word from you, Lord. We need your spirit to touch us today, Lord. We ask it in the name of Jesus. And everybody say amen. Amen. Why don't you give a great hand clap to the Lord this morning before you're seated. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Drawn away. Is there anybody here who's ever been drawn away from something? Do you know what that means? We've all been drawn away from things. I'm reminded this morning of something that happened to me when I was just a little kid. I was about six years old. I was in first grade. And I was with my mother at the department store. I don't know if it was JCPenney or where it was. It was some store like that. I can't remember exactly what store it was. But I remember I was with her at the department store. And I was walking next to her. And she had a cart. I remember it very vividly. It's one of my most vivid memories from when I was a little kid. Because it was a very traumatizing memory. But I remember walking down an aisle with my mother, and I don't know where my other siblings were that day, but they weren't with us. It was just me and my mom, and we were walking down that aisle at six years of age, and there was something on the shelf that caught my eye. And so I stopped, and I began to look at it. I began to examine it. I might have touched it. I was very interested in something up on the shelf. I can't remember what exactly it was. Maybe it was a G.I. Joe. Who knows? Maybe an Archie comic book. I don't know what that was that I was interested in, but something drew me away from where I was going and what I was doing. And I became distracted by this thing that was on the shelf. And what do you know, you've probably all had this feeling before. When you turned around and you felt that presence of somebody, you thought maybe it was your mother. But what do you know, I turned around and yeah, there was somebody still in the aisle, but my mom wasn't anywhere around. And as a six-year-old boy, I can still feel it to this day. The fear 
that crept up in me that day because I got drawn away. Something distracted me and my mom had not noticed and she had went around to the other aisle. So while she was still just a few feet away, I didn't see her. I didn't know where she was. She was in the other aisle. In first grade, my best friend, his name was Wilson Delgado. I went to first grade at Alexander Hamilton Public School in Chicago, Illinois. My best friend was Wilson Delgado. He was a good friend of mine. I love my buddy Wilson. I hadn't seen him since probably about fifth grade. But he was my best friend. But why I mention Wilson Delgado is because this one day that I was in the department store in the middle of a city of about 8 million people and I thought I was lost, I looked up and I saw somebody that I recognized that I thought was maybe my mother in the aisle. But would you know who it was? It was actually Wilson Delgado's mother that was standing in the aisle this day that I was lost. And she looked at me and the first thing I thought was Wilson Delgado's mother is about to kidnap me. In fact... I thought, you know what? That may not be Wilson Delgado's real mother. She might have kidnapped him as well. I'm in trouble. Before long, I found my mom after I cried out a few times. And, and, and she came back around the aisle and she hugged me and said, I'm sorry, my baby boy, I didn't know that you stopped. I didn't know that you weren't right by me. It was all good. It was okay. But there for just a few moments, I had a bit of a traumatic moment. I thought my world came crashing down right then at six years of age to the point that I still remember it very vividly 25 years later. It was a scary moment in my life. But it all started because I became distracted by something and drawn away. Anybody ever been there? Anybody there today? Drawn away means to be removed by a pulling sensation, something pulling at you. It can be physical pulling, it can be a spiritual pulling, an emotional or even a mental force that is pulling you. And it happens to every one of us. It happens to every one of us. Are there any daydreamers in the house today? Any daydreamers? I remember one time, and I hesitate to even admit this in front of you, but Pastor McCall was preaching. I think it was on a Sunday night one time. And Brother McCall's preaching. And I don't know what in the world I was thinking about. I usually try to pay attention to the preaching of the Word of the Lord because I know and God knows that I need the preaching of the Word of the Lord in my life. 
But I was daydreaming this night. I was out there. I don't know what was going on. It was one of those moments where I was thinking about something. And every time that I heard the preacher say something, and I maybe hear, heard an amen or a praise God, and I would speak up and I would say, that's right. I might say amen. I might say praise God. But I didn't really know what was being preached because I was daydreaming a little bit. Anybody ever been there? It's okay to admit it. We've all been there before. We don't need to be there too often, but we've all been there before. And I remember, I don't know what Brother McCall said, but he said something, and all of a sudden I said, Amen! And I looked up right at that point, and it was a moment that I shouldn't have said Amen. <laughs> and I don't remember what Brother, Brother McCall, he just kept preaching, but he just kind of looked at me, and he kept preaching. He may not remember it, but I remember it. And I, I thought, oh boy, I better just start paying attention. <laughs> Amen. Somebody say amen. Anybody going to pay attention today? <laughs> but we're drawn away by many things. We're drawn away. We've got so many cares of life. Brother Tim's worried about work right now, aren't you? We've got so many things going on. So many distractions. Good to see you, Brother Larry. God bless you. So happy to see you. Amen. So many distractions, so many things going on. We're so drawn away by things. And in the church today, my greatest fear in my own life, in the life of many, is that we will be drawn away. Drawn away. This is... One of the greatest obstacles in the church today, I believe, because we live such busy lives. We live such busy lives. And you'll have to forgive me, I'm preaching to myself today. Because I am live such a busy life. We have no time to read the Word of God anymore. We have no time to pray anymore. We live such busy lives. We're too busy. And we're too hungry to fast anymore. We just keep going and going and going. We're drawn away by so many things. I'm convicted in my own spirit today. And last night when the Lord laid this message upon my heart, I've been convicted for I myself am too often drawn away from the things of God. It's difficult not to be drawn away in this day and age with the distractions in our world. We justify most of what we are doing. Yet I stand before you today convicted by a word from the Lord that we need not to be drawn away from the things of God. Deuteronomy chapter 30 in our text tells us that I will begin worshiping other gods when I am drawn away. It said I will begin worshiping other gods after I'm drawn away. 
James chapter 1 tells me that the enticements of the lust that are drawing me away will bring forth sin and eventually death in my life when I'm drawn away. This is a clear warning from the Word of God that we need to do our best and to strive our best not to be drawn away from the things of God. So what is our solution today? You may say today, well, obviously when the word of the Lord was written hundreds and hundreds of years ago, the world was a whole lot different. Yes, I believe that, but I also believe that the word doesn't change. And it's still as powerful and applicable as ever today As it was when it was written. The word doesn't change. The world may have changed. But the word of God does not change. So what is our solution? We have to work long hours in this day and age. It takes time to get places in this day and age. We still only have 24 hours in a day. There's no way that we can overcome that obstacle. What is our solution to not be drawn away from the things of God? If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter number 1. Romans 1 and 1 says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. If we look over at Ezra chapter 6, it talks about the children of Israel. It says, which were come again out of captivity, as all as such had separated themselves unto him from the filthiness of the heathen of the land to seek the Lord God of Israel. We have to be separated unto God. What does that mean today? Separated unto the gospel of God. Separated unto the things of God. It means that everything I do in this life must be Christ-centered. My life must revolve around Jesus Christ. Christ Christ-centered. No matter where I am or what I am doing, I must be Christ-centered. No matter where I am or what I am doing, the true message of a virgin birth cannot ever be very far away. No matter where I am or what I'm doing, the fact that Jesus robed Himself in flesh, came to earth and lived like us to set an example of an overcomer and died for my sins cannot ever be very hard to get out of me. When I'm Christ-centered. Those things have to be close to me. Those beliefs. Those doctrines. They have to be a part of me. The plan of salvation is always close by. When I'm centered around Christ in my life. It's not going to take long for me. To come out with the plan of salvation. 
When somebody, just like in the book of Acts, says, men and brethren, what shall we do? It's not going to take long for me when I'm centered around Christ to say, you have to be, repent, you have to be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That salvation message has to be a part of me when I'm centered around Christ, when I'm separated unto the gospel. A message of healing and a message of hope are ingrained within me if Jesus is the center of it all. Being separated unto the gospel means I'm never too far away from my last prayer. I'm never too far away from my next prayer. I'm never too far away from the last time I opened my Bible if I am Christ-centered. I'm never too far away from the next time when I crack open the Word of God if Jesus is really the center of it all and I'm separated unto the gospel. I'm separated unto the gospel. This is how we keep from being drawn away. Drawn away. Is there anybody who wants to be separated unto the gospel of God? I have to be separated. My visits to the house of God are not neglected when I'm separated unto the gospel. These things, they make me different. They do. When I'm praying all the time, I'm different than most people out in this world. You're different than most people when you're praying all the time. It's when you quit praying that you start blending in. It's when we quit reading our Bible that we start blending in. But when we're doing the things we need to do, to separate ourselves, we do that and we become different, don't we? I'm different when I'm coming to church all the time and when I'm getting involved and when I'm worshiping. I'm a different person. I might stick out like a sore thumb. But you know what? Where was I before he found me? I wasn't any better off then. In fact, I was a whole lot worse off before he found me. But I'm different now. That man at the pool of Bethesda, that ministers to me every time. Jesus came along and he said, take up your bed. You need to pick up your bed. And he transformed him and he healed him right now. And you know what that man did? He walked around with his bed on the Sabbath. He walked around carrying his bed on the Sabbath. Why was this peculiar? Why was this different? Because people were getting on him. You can't do work on the Sabbath. You're not supposed to be doing that on the Sabbath. You can't be carrying your bed. But God told him to pick up his bed for a purpose because now you're going to stick out. You're going to be different. You are going to be separated. But we see a guy who didn't care 
Because for 38 years he had laid there lifeless and hopeless with no hope at all. But now he was whole. Now he had hope. Now he had a future because Jesus Christ was in his life. We are just like that. There was no hope. There was no future. There was no life within me. But Jesus Christ came into my life. And now I am different. And I am proud of it because I am different. And I'm thankful for it because of where I once was. I was a sinner. I was no good. There is no good about Andrew Sanders except the gospel of Jesus Christ in my life. That is the only good about you and I. I'm different for a reason. I can shine His light for a reason. He brought me out of darkness into His marvelous light. I am separated unto Jesus. I'm separated unto the gospel. I wonder what would happen if John the Baptist showed up at one of our workplaces eating bugs dressed in camel hair that guy was different. John the Baptist was a weirdo. He was different. But he was separated unto the gospel. He was separated unto the gospel. He was different. Can I tell you today, I would much rather be different than to be drawn away. For might I remind you that when we are drawn away, once again Deuteronomy 30 says that eventually I'm going to start serving other gods. I'd rather be different. Our other passage says that it's going to lead me into sin in the book of James and eventually into death. I don't want sin in my life and I don't want death in my life. I would rather be different. I would rather be different. Give me two choices to be drawn away or to be separated unto the gospel. And I want to be separated unto the gospel of God. I would rather be different. I'd rather be different. There's a lot of controversy in our world today about the Muslim religion. Anybody heard much news lately? There's a lot going on. If you haven't heard the news lately, God bless you, I wish I was in your shoes. There's a whole lot going on. There's a lot of violence going on. People killing people. Near tragedy at our own university the other day. I don't mean to put that on Muslim religion because I don't think the guy was Muslim or anything. But there's a lot going on. We saw in California several days ago a couple of Muslim extremists that killed a whole lot of people. 
in the name of their religion and what they believed in. They are so wrapped up in false beliefs and in a false God that many of them are willing to do absolutely anything for their cause. They are willing to go further than anybody else. They're willing to strap bombs to themselves. They are willing to not just risk their lives, but give their lives for a cause that they believe in, even though it's not even a real cause. Why is this? Why are they like this? Why are they doing things like this? It's because unfortunately, they have separated themselves unto that. They've separated themselves unto it. They've committed into it. To where it's going to be very difficult to talk them out of any other belief than that. Because they've separated themselves unto it. And that is what makes them so dangerous. Is because they've committed to it. Jesus said that I'm the door and if anybody enters any other way the same is a thief and a robber. I wonder what would happen today if we separated ourselves to that level unto a real gospel and a living God to that extent. Instead of a world full of terror and destruction, what if we separated ourselves and shook this world with life and revival in Jesus' name? In Jesus' name. Let it not be said that other religions are the most passionate, but let it be said that an apostolic person is the most passionate person of any of them. Let it be said that we are sold out and we are separated. You cannot convince us any other way because we are sold out on this thing. We are separated unto the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to be separated unto the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's my message today. We have to be separated unto the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you're drawn away, just need your attention for just another moment. If you're drawn away, I want to challenge you today, and I'm challenging myself here as well because I personally am struggling with this. I want to challenge you today we need to commit like we have never committed before. We need to be separated unto the gospel like we have never been separated before. I don't preach to you today as a perfect, faultless man of God. In fact, I preach at myself 
today more than anybody. I come to you as a sinner saved by the grace of God. I come to you as a young man who was lost and drawn away. I come to you as a man who is still drawn away by the things of this temporal world at times. I still find myself enticed by money and by material possessions and I am convicted today. But I come with a burden upon my heart today. I come with a challenge today that we must be separated unto the gospel of Jesus Christ. We must be separated. Hallelujah. If you'll stand with me this morning. I know I haven't preached too long, but I didn't really intend to. I just have a message that I want to get across to somebody today because I feel it strongly upon my heart. I didn't sleep very much last night because of this message, and that usually doesn't happen to me. I usually sleep pretty well. But there's way too much evil happening in this world for us to turn a blind eye to. We've got to be the light. We've got to be the light. And quite frankly, and you'll have to excuse me, I just feel the need to put it bluntly. We need to quit playing around. We need to quit playing around today. I've got to quit playing around today. Nathaniel Paul Urshan pastored a church in Memphis, Tennessee for several years. He tells the story of how God dealt with him one service as he was preaching. God was dealing with him about a man who was in the congregation. God dealt with him to the extent that he went and told the man at the end of his message that God was speaking to him about him and he informed him that he needed to surrender his life to God that very day and that that man could not waste another day. Brother Urshan felt strongly about what God was speaking to him and began to beg the man to get right with God immediately. He begged him and he begged him. The man who obviously respected the man of God very politely said, Brother Urshan, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but I'm just not ready. I can't do it. Not even 24 hours later, there was an apartment fire in Memphis. Everyone in the apartment building escaped except for one man. It was the man who had so politely declined to allow God to work in his life. I don't, I don't tell you that story to scare you today. I'm not, I'm not that kind of preacher. I don't, I don't want to scare you today. If God 
intends it that way in your life, so be it today. But I do feel a sense of urgency in my spirit for those of us who are not right with God today. We need to get right with God like never before. We need to get right with God. We need to get right with God. Brother McCall, I was reading that article about your uncle. And something at the very end of the article stood out to me. Those words this morning popped out at me. It said, the weather was clear and the road was dry. Those words popped out at me. The weather was clear and the roads were dry. There was no sign of danger. It still happened because it was time. Because it was time. I would not leave this place today without getting right with Jesus Christ in my life today. In fact, there are many of us that are very frustrated because we leave this place continually. We show up and we leave this place continually not moved and not changed by the power and the Word of God. We have to be moved. We have to let this move us. We have to let this change us. We have to be separated Unto the gospel of God. We have to be separated. We have to be separated. It's time today to quit being drawn away. And to be separated unto God. These altars are open today. Let's separate ourselves. There's no time to waste today. We have to separate ourselves unto the gospel of God.